Welcome to the Talk of Fame Network. I got a good deal on those boys. The scout said they showed a lot of promise. With your Hall of Fame voters. Don't act like you're not impressed. Ron Borges. You want to punch me right now, but you won't. Rick Oslin. I don't know what we're yelling about! And Clark Judge. What in God's holy name are you blathering about? Go! On SB Nation Radio. Okay, let's guys. Hey, but before we do, Ron. Yes? On behalf of Patriots Nation, I want to take this opportunity to congratulate. No, I want to thank you. You're welcome. Solving one of the NFL's big mysteries by returning that ball that scored the game-winning touchdown in Super Bowl 51. You know, the, the ball that James White carried in the end zone? Yes. You returned it to its rightful place, and that would be, yep, the Patriots Hall of Fame. You're right. The Patriots can trust me with their balls, inflated or deflated. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Goose, just question for you. Does that mean it's time I have to return my jersey to or Tom Brady's jersey? Keep the jersey, Clark. If Tom Brady does indeed play until he's 50, those jerseys will be a dime a dozen. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, uh, let's get down to this, guys. Um, first question for you. I mean, if the league can pin PSIs on Tom Brady, uh, surely someone should be able to find his jersey, right? I mean, there are, I don't know, you guys used to play Clue when you were kids, right? It seems to me there are games of Clue that are harder than this. Yet, here we are, over a week removed from Super Bowl 51, and his game jersey still hasn't surfaced? you got to be kidding me, Goose. I mean, you're Dr. Data. What's your best guess as where we start looking? I look in the Houston area dumpsters. Whoever <laughs> has it now knows it's hot with the Texas Rangers on his tail and knows it's time to get rid of it. Too hot. Does that mean we should be talking to John McLean, Hall of Fame voter from Houston? <laughs> hey, Ronnie, what's your best guess uh, when or if it shows up? I believe they have it, actually. Uh, Kraft has hinted as much. And my guess is that some equipment kid was picking up the jerseys, saw this thing half hanging out of Brady's bag, grabbed it, threw it in the, in the equipment box, and the cops admit uh, that they never asked the equipment guys if they had the jersey. Columbos, they are not down there in Houston. <laughs> You talk the NFL or the Patriots or both. Let's get Ted Wells on it. <laughs> yeah, yeah that's right. It's a good ten million dollar fifty page report. Don't know well, where I, it is, but I got a clue. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, Mr. Mustard or Colonel Mustard or whatever it was. Um, hey, uh, I'm glad you mentioned Bob Kraft because he, of course, is a friend of the show. He's also the Patriots owner, and as Ron mentioned, uh, he seems to be pretty confident this jersey is going to be found. And Ron seems to have an idea why, but he is confident. Uh, but he also, he talked about it. I'm sure you saw this, Goose. He compared the theft of that jersey to a Picasso or a Chagall. I mean, are you kidding me? A game jersey to a piece of art? Yeah, these NFL owners seem to be getting a little full of themselves. They charge $3,000 for a Super Bowl ticket and then act like you're privileged to see their football game. Hey, it's just a game. And those first two and a half quarters by the Patriots in the Super Bowl certainly wasn't a piece of work. Wow. <laughs> I think he actually meant a Steven Seagal. <laughs> <laughs> as long as Kelly LeBrock comes with it, Ron. There we go. Now we're talking about movie <laughs> now history. Now we're right? talking. Steven Seagal, wow. Hey, uh, Ronnie, um, yes. since you're, uh, you're all over this up in Boston, does the Herald have its best investigative report on this case, or does it figure, ah, it just shows up uh, somewhere or somehow, sort of like that game ball? Well, you know, we're law and order guys here at the Herald. You know, the Houston Constabulary has the Herald's full confidence that they can find that jersey right inside the Patriots equipment locker. 
<laughs> Just take a peek. Well, uh, I think you probably gathered we don't know when that jersey will reappear, if, in fact, it does reappear. Ron thinks it will. Uh, but we're one step ahead of the Columbos, a.k.a. the Patriots. We know when our guests will reappear on the Talk of Fame Network, coming to you from the Renai Studios. And reappearing today are two of them, two members of the Hall of Fame's class of 2017. That'd be safety Kenny Easley, whom Ron presented to the Board of Selectors as a senior nominee, and running back, Terrell Davis, who was last on this program, if you guys remember, two years ago when we were in Phoenix, which, as it just so happens, is the home of the Renai Studios. And, Goose, I'll never forget what you told him then, because he was sitting down with us, and we were doing live shows then. And remember what you leaned over to him and said, listen, you're halfway there. You're in the room. Now you have to move up the board and get to the final ten, into the final ten. And he did a year ago. And, and now he's in the final five, and he's part of Canton history. Yeah, it's always been about making cuts. First, you have to make the cut to 25, some a finalist, then the cut to 15, finalists, and once in the room, you got to make the cut to 10, then the cut to 5. Get there and you should get in. Too many of these guys focus on the bust and not the process. And I'd suggest that Terrell Owens start focusing on the process and figure mm-hmm. out what he needs to do to make the next cut to 10. Well, and, and Goose, there's a good lesson here for someone like a Terrell Owens, don't you think, uh, or others. It's I a mean, process. Yeah, it's a process, and we never heard from Terrell Davis about how come I'm not getting in. What, what's the what's the deal here? Now I realize it was only three years. It wasn't like Kevin Green, but he never he never made a peep. No, and and that's Chris Carter. After the yeah. first two years, kind of laid back and trusted the process. If you trust the process, generally you'll be rewarded by the process. Right. Well, well we've got other guests here. We're also going to speak with Hall of Fame voter Dan Pompey from Chicago to get his take on this year's class, as well as hear why a receiver not named yes not named Terrell Owens belongs in the hall. Imagine that. Someone other than T.O. Anyway, um, before we get to some house cleaning from this year's voting, let's go to what's happening this week or in the last seven to ten days. Uh, first of all, I see where 49ers GM John Lynch, who was a Hall of Fame top ten finisher for the second straight year, said his team needs to reach out to some of his past stars to get them more involved. Good idea. He, he didn't name anyone in particular, Goose, but I, I think he had someone in mind, and that someone has the initials Joe Montana. Yeah, right now, Joe is better than anything they have at the quarterback position. You know, just having him in the building, even for a flyby, might help. You know, Maybe his abilities to win games and throw footballs would rub off on the current players. I think John Lynch understands that this roster is going to need all the help it can get. Well, I, I agree with you, Gus. It makes so much sense to reach out to him. I covered that team for six years in the 90s, and I'll be honest with you. I like the idea. I just don't know that it's going to work. I mean, Joe is his own man, as we know. And he hasn't been around since Eddie DeBartolo, who, like Joe, is a friend of the show, and the two of them are very close. But he hasn't been around that building since Eddie DeBartolo left the franchise. Well, you know, it's a good idea. It's always good to have uh, stars from the past around. But I would suggest they reach out to some uh, 25-year-old uh, stars, future 49ers, and convince them to become 49ers. I mean, that's all well and good, all that sort of stuff. But I remember Archell tried to do the same thing when he when he went back to the Raiders the second time and realized I don't need Clarence Davis, I need Terrell Davis. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I don't know that there are any twelve year old twenty five year old Joe Montana's on the horizon though. Well, no, you probably got a good point there. You know, I would imagine not. There might be a couple of young Tom Brady's around, but Joe Montana's no way. Wait a minute. <laughs> you walked right into that one. Kapow! Yeah, right into that Kapow. one. Well, listen, since we're on the subject of Joe and not Tom, uh, he's taking some heat. I guess I'll bring both of them in the same conversation in. Uh, uh, Ron, I understand, at least in your backyard, you've got people bashing Joe Montana, sure. not because he won't go around the 49ers, <laughs> but because he says that, ah, uh, you know what? 
Uh, Brady's not the best ever. Um, and I saw what he said. And, and he didn't say that, no, he's not the best ever. I am. He just said, listen, you can't make a decision. There are plenty of guys. And, and you know, I, I agree basically what he said. In fact, I like the idea, honestly, that he invoked the names of Sammy Ball, who's one of your favorites, and Otto Graham yeah. was one of all of our favorites. Two quarterbacks who, honestly, most of our audience probably never even heard of. No, well, you're right. And unfortunately, a lot of them don't have the kind of interest they probably should have in those great players. But, look, how can you not agree with them? And even a, a Brady honk like yourself has to agree with them. And I mm-hmm. think I heard you just did. Yeah, uh, right. <laughs> look, I'd say, like every retired player in the, apparently in the history of the NFL, that's a slam dunk Hall of Fame comment. Everybody in the world is a slam dunk Hall of Famer. Right. But he's right. I mean, you know, there's only two things that are clear. Dick Buckus is the greatest middle linebacker I ever lived, and Jim Brown's the greatest running back I ever lived, and I don't want to have any more conversation about it. Other than that, we can go all over the place, including a quarterback. Let me say this. Joe Montana never lost a Super Bowl. Tom Brady lost two of them. Joe Montana never threw an interception in Super Bowls. Tom Brady has thrown five of them. Joe Montana doesn't have to make any apologies for his career, nor does he, nor does he have to defer to any quarterback from any other era. Yeah, no, I, I agree with Goose the Goose. Goose bringing the heat. He is bringing the heat. I, I, agree, I agree with you, Goose Man. But I, I think it's just it's enough to say you're the best of your own generation. I mean, Brady's the best of his generation. Joe's right. the best of his. I think Unitas was the best of his walking your way down. Otto Graham, I mean, you go down. I don't know what Otto Graham would do in today's game. I bet he'd be pretty good. But you just don't know. It's so difficult to compare it to me. You know, the only guy, and, and I'm going to invoke another sport here that, that I see just sort of head and shoulders above everyone else, was Bobby Orr in hockey. I mean, I just look at him and go, man, he can play in any era. Um, uh, Goose, one you other thing You have got that right. That may be the smartest thing you've ever said right there. So, <laughs> well, Derek, now, make sure you tape that. <laughs> there are a lot of things, smart things I've said on this show, Ron, so keep that in mind. That's, that's quite a sure statement. I'm not sure about that. But you hey, got this Goose, one. man, <laughs> one other thing here. Um, there was also a story that said that Roger Goodell wasn't all that pleased with the Patriots' behavior in their celebration in Boston, to which I say, you know what? Tough. That's funny because that's what the NFL said to the Patriots when they were displeased with Goodell's behavior in the Deflategate adjudication. Tough. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think he should just, uh, uh, he and his minions should keep it themselves. However, a little class goes a long way, and so does acting like an ass. And uh, I don't ask others to be classy if you're not going to be classy yourself. So. Okay, we have some class here. We still have some leftovers to clean up from our Hall of Fame voting, and we're going to do it right after this. This is the Talk of Fame Network. Hi, this is Joe Gibbs, and you're listening to Rick, Ron, and Clark on the Talk of Fame Radio. Hi, Tom Bodette, trying out one of those standing desks. Now I have the pleasure of working without the nuisance of being comfortable. Not sure a standing desk is for me. I'm really more of a resting couch kind of guy. But there is one thing I can stand behind, and that's Motel 6 offering clean, comfortable rooms still for a great low price. Now, where did I put my sitting chair? I'm Tom Bodette, and we'll leave the light on for you. Book online at motel6.com. The U.S. economy has been getting stronger, and home values have been increasing. Hi, I'm Jay Farner, president of Quicken Loans. Many of our clients have been taking cash out of their homes, a strategy that might work for you. The smart move is for you to refinance your mortgage right now with Quicken Loans. The rate today on a 30-year fixed-rate mortgage is 4.18%, APR 4.35%. Call 800-QUICKEN or go to quickenloans.com. That's 800-QUICKEN. Call for cost information and conditions. Equal housing lender. Licensed in all 50 states. NMLSConsumeraccess.org number 3030. Hi, this is Lori Grenier. You've seen me on Shark Tank. Many entrepreneurs love the flexibility that comes with owning their own business. Cabbage offers a line of credit of up to $100,000 with the flexibility small businesses need. Apply online or from your phone. You will get a decision in minutes and can use any amount you need when you need it. 
Cabbage has provided over $2.5 billion in funding to 90,000 small businesses and is A-plus rated by the Better Business Bureau. Go to cabbage.com or call 888-CABBAGE. That's cabbage with a K. Geico presents a voicemail from your friend, Lightning. Hey, bud, Joe Pal Lightning. I was just hanging out in the old cloud of here. I thought I'd give you a call. <laughs> I hope you're still not sore about that time I uh, deep-fried your big-screen TV with that bolt. <laughs> yeah, I've been meaning to pay you back for that one, <laughs> for sure. Uh, a little short on cash at the moment, but uh, any day now. <laughs> yep. Well, anywho, talk later. Lightning won't pay for the damage it causes. Luckily, the GEICO Insurance Agency makes getting coverage a snap. Visit GEICO.com to see how affordable renter's insurance can be. Remember when a small business needed a landline? Today, landlines are a thing of the past with Grasshopper, the entrepreneur's phone system. On the road, at the beach, or at home, Grasshopper helps you grow your business. Get all the features of a business phone system and the freedom of a cell phone with our iPhone and Android apps. Features include multiple extensions for your team, calls forwarded to your mobile phones, voicemails transcribed and emailed, and so much more. See how it works at grasshopper.com, the entrepreneur's phone system. Hi, I'm Bruce Fabrizio, inventor of Simple Green, the iconic cleaning formula known around the globe. Since being introduced to households and businesses over 35 years ago, the family of Simple Green products has grown. But one thing all of them share is my full commitment to their excellence. Simple Green. Try a Simple Green product today, and if you're not 100% satisfied, I'll refund your money. Visit us at simplegreen.com. Simple Green. Simple Green. This is the Talk of Fame Network on SB Nation Radio. Here are your Hall of Fame voters, Ron Borges, Rick Gosselin, and Clark Judge. They are who we thought they were. Talk of Fame Network is brought to you by Grasshopper, the entrepreneur's phone system. Turn your mobile phone into a business phone system with Grasshopper. Get a local or toll-free number or just bring your own. See how it works. Go to grasshopper.com. Also brought to you by Geico, where just 15 minutes can save you 15% or more on car insurance. For more details, go to geico.com. And you know something? Probably should have gone 15 minutes ago. Well, we completed our Hall of Fame voting uh, well over a week ago, and, and we must have done a pretty good job, guys, because people are still talking about it. Yes, they are. Unfortunately, they're doing what they usually do at this time of year, which is uh, bashing the process, bashing us, <laughs> and bashing the guys who didn't get in and promoting their own candidates. And while I get that, what I don't really get is why they think... They have all the answers, Goose, and, and others, guys like yourself, Ron, me, others, but guys who spend hundreds of hours on the subject don't. Nature of the beast, Clark. I wrote an essay on our website a few weeks back saying there's only one thing that of which we are certain about the class of 2017, we'll pick the wrong five. Now, any combination of five from the 15 finalists would have constituted a great class. All mm -hmm. 15 were worthy candidates, but leave it to us to pick the wrong five. We seem to do it every year. The story always becomes who wasn't in the class, not those in the class. And I make absolutely no apologies for the class we selected. Yeah, and, and I like, I think I mentioned this on here before. I like what you did a couple, several years ago when Rod Woodson said something. And you said, okay, you tell me who you want out. You want to put these guys in? Tell me who you want out. And he went, uh, yeah, you couldn't do it. Yeah, I mean that's like I said. You could you could plug in Joe Jacoby, you could plug in Tony Baselli, Tony Baselli, Don Coriel, Any group of five would have been a great class. Okay, well I I don't want to get into the pushback here, but what I do want to get into uh, are the implications for some of those who did make it. Um, first, of course, there's John Lynch we mentioned earlier. Um, he and Brian Dawkins each finished in the top ten. They're both safeties, and you have to believe at least one of them reaches Kent next year, especially with Kenny Easley breaking the mold on safeties. Goose, um, your Dr. Data, who's the front runner here? I, I have Dawkins 
How about you? Well, Dawkins was an all-decade selection. Lynch was not. I think that gives him a slight edge. But Lynch won a championships. Dawkins did not. And this group tends to love players who win championships. But I think you're right. The edge goes to Dawkins because he made more plays at the back end of the defense with those 37 interceptions. Yeah, I agree. Dawkins has the better resume. He's made, like you say, he's made more plays. He was more ve- versatile player, really, than uh, uh, than Lynch. He wasn't playing in zone defenses all the time. Hey, look, John Lynch was a good player, but he was basically in the knockout business. Well, if that's what you're looking for to get in the Hall of Fame, I'll put Donnie Shell, Jack Tatum, and Steve Atwater all in ahead of him because they knocked out more guys in their sleep than, than he knocked out playing. And he was a good player, don't get me wrong. But if that's what you're, the card that you're carrying, they were better knockout artists than him. Ron, let me ask you this. I mean, we always say in here, sort of respect the cue. John Lynch was in there before Dawkins was. He was a top 10 guy last year. Dawkins wasn't eligible. They're both top 10 guys now. Do you respect the cue here? Could you see somebody there saying, listen, I mean, John Lynch, we're waiting on John Lynch. Let's get him in and worry about Brian Dawkins later. Yeah, I mean, for those people who, who are sure or, or, or firmly believe that, that John is a, is a Hall of Famer, that's the way they should go. They should stay uh, in line. You know, Dawkins was a very good player, but not so much of a, a, a player that you know, it's a great travesty if somebody at his position right. gets ahead of him. So if you believe that John Lynch is a Hall of Famer, you're right. You should respect the cue. Well, all I know is this, guys. One of those two, if not both of them, better move fast because we've got Ed Reed coming up the class of 2019 <laughs> with Troy Palomalo uh, right behind him. He's for me to say right behind him in the class of 2020. Yeah, this will be a key year for Lynch. You know, he's been in the queue for four years now without making the progress he needs to make toward a bust. With the Reeds and Palomalos on the horizon, the clock is ticking on his candidacy. You know, especially if Dawkins is elected in 2018 and Reed in 2019. When you're continually passed over at your position, there's something about your candidacy that voters just don't like. Okay, Goose, talking about the clock ticking on the candidacy. I want to go to someone I wrote about on our website. That would be talkoffamenetwork.com this past week. And, and that's all-decade tackle Joe Jacoby because the clock's ticking on his candidacy. He has one year left. As a modern-era candidate, and, and I'll be honest here, I mean, I, I can't see him making it next year. I mean, all honesty, not with Tony Baselli passing him in his first year of eligibility. They both play the same position tackle. So if Joe Jacoby fails next year in 2018, he goes into the senior pool. Then what? Yeah, sadly, into the abyss Joe goes where he finds himself with a whole new slate of competitors. You know, Winston Hill and George Coons, both eight-time pro bowlers in the senior pool. Jimbo Colbert, first-team all-decade tackle in the 1980s when Jacoby was a mere second-teamer that same decade. He's in the pool. All-decade tackles Ralph Neely, Al Wistert. And the senior committee gets to nominate one or two a year. It's an abyss. Wow. Um, Goose, you got a pretty keen eye for talent on the football field. You saw both these guys play, Jacoby and Tony Baselli. Do you have, is there a decided advantage to one over the other? I mean, who's... More deserving. Tricky. If you judge players over an extended period of dominance, it's Jacoby. If you judge players on their window of greatness, it'd be Baselli. It's, it's really a tough call. You know, frankly, I think both are Hall of Famers, but the window is closing on Jacoby's chances, as you mentioned. You know, and Baselli still has a 10-plus years of eligibility to get a bus, so probably Baselli has a better chance. Yeah, I agree. I mean, he, he was the more dominating player uh, during his career, even though he played less games. Uh, due to injury. To me, Jacoby, for me personally, he's the Hall of Very Good, uh, which is very good, by the way. That's not an insult. People seem to take that as an insult, but it, but to me, he's not. he was not quite at that uh, real high upper echelon 1% level that we talk about in the Hall of Fame. Having said that, I understand why his supporters are passionate about him. I mean, the Redskins gained a lot of yards and a lot of big games running behind his big butt. So, I get it, but for me, Tony Baselli is uh, 
considerably better player. Okay, I mentioned we also have uh, Terrell Davis coming up soon, and he, uh, he he defied the odds too. I mean, he he bucked it by diffusing the longevity argument. Uh, we talk about Jacoby how, having longevity. Terrell Davis didn't, and and neither Tony Baselli, but Terrell Davis's window was much smaller. He got into the hall despite having three and a half to well, maybe four outstanding years in the NFL, and and really that's a small sample size. But as you guys know, it was bright enough, outstanding enough to give his voters to go for him. But here's my question. Goose, I'll start with you. Um, does it set a dangerous precedent for others? I mean, by giving too much of a margin to others with short careers, does it say it set a precedent? Yeah, without a question. You know, Davis had 4,000-yard seasons, but you can boil down his greatness to three seasons. I don't think anyone was saying Hall of Fame after his rookie year when he rushed for 1,100 yards. But his next three seasons were special. And you judge Hall of Famers on special. You know, he had the Super Bowl heroics on his resume, and I believe that's what got him over the hump. But the committee has entered a, a really slippery slope by enshrining a player with just a three-year window of greatness. If you took a snapshot of the three best seasons of every player who ever played in the NFL, there would be a whole lot more Hall of Fame candidates in the queue than there are now. They're all going, you know, going to want to get in. Uh, Gail Sears has always been the low-hanging fruit with a five-year window of greatness. We've reduced it to three now. Yeah, I, I, we've talked about it before. You've heard me say this before, guys. I just think it's going to come back <clears throat> to haunt us, and it will haunt us pretty quickly, I think, because as, as Goose points out, you know, you can, if you look at Priest Holmes for three years, right. you know, no Priest better, including, you know, Father O'Brennan. Uh, <laughs> 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 you know, it's just, uh, and, and, and you can find out, Todd Christensen, three years, greatest tight end who ever lived. Right. Uh, you know, we go on and on. I just think that the arguments are going to become difficult when you've got this, uh, you know, this situation sitting there. It's unfortunate well, for Terrell, but... Well, fact. speaking of that, Ron, I, I did look at somebody. I looked at Warren Wells the other day, star receiver for your Raiders in the 1960s, yes, and you can make the case based on his last four years. I mean, Goose, he averaged over 20 yards a catch. He led the AFL in touchdown catches in two of those four years. In fact, he had 36 touchdowns his last three years and average, average 23.1 yards per catch for his career. So why not Warren Wells? I'll give you two more names. AFL, Charlie Hennigan, Lionel oh, yeah. Taylor. Yeah. You take snapshots, they're Hall of Fame candidates. They'll never come out. Yeah, you know, I've been asking myself the same question about Warren Wells, uh, Clark. You know, silver and black attack, baby. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> well, we don't have a silver and black attack coming up, but we do have an orange crush. We mentioned Hall of Fame newcomer Terrell Davis. We have him coming up right after this. You're listening to the Talk of Fame Network. Now, the reminder that the Talk of Fame Network is brought to you by Geico Insurance, where 15 minutes can save you 15% or more on car insurance. For more details, go to geico.com. As an entrepreneur, you're always on the go. So turn your mobile phone into a business phone system with Grasshopper, the entrepreneur's phone system. Make and receive business calls using our iPhone and Android apps. Get a new business number or keep your current one. Forward your calls to any phone and even get your voicemails transcribed. Join over 250,000 small businesses who stay connected with Grasshopper. See how it works at grasshopper.com, the entrepreneur's phone system. Hi, this is Lori Grenier. You've seen me on Shark Tank. Many entrepreneurs love the flexibility that comes with owning their own business. Cabbage offers a line of credit of up to $100,000 with the flexibility small businesses need. Apply online or from your phone. You will get a decision in minutes and can use any amount you need when you need it. Cabbage has provided over $2.5 billion in funding to 90,000 small businesses and is A-plus rated by the Better Business Bureau. Go to cabbage.com or call 888-CABBAGE. That's cabbage with a K. Daddy, where do babies come from? Uh, 
Well, uh... Honey? Mommy went to the store. Oh, well, you see, um... Well, there's a mommy and a daddy, right? Right. And see, when they call Geico, uh, they could save a bunch of money on car insurance. Oh, really? And that makes them happy? Yes, that makes them very happy. That's good. Yeah. Well, I'm glad we could have this talk, Sunshine. <laughs> Geico, because saving 15% or more on car insurance is always a great answer. Hi, Tom Bodette. Call me old-fashioned, but I just don't get modern art. Time was, if you splattered paint on a canvas, it was called a drop cloth. Now, it's called genius. Well, something modern I do appreciate are the newly renovated rooms in Motel 6. Totally updated with all new everything, still at a great low price. It's like modern art, only it looks good and has a point. I'm Tom Bodette for Motel 6, and we'll leave the light on for you. Book direct at motel6.com. This is the Talk of Fame Network on SB Nation Radio. Here are your Hall of Fame voters, Ron Borges, Rick Gosselin, and Clark Judge. What we're dealing with here is a complete lack of respect for the law. Just a reminder, the Talk of Fame Network is sponsored by GEICO, which is 15 minutes can save you 15% or more on car insurance. For more details, go to GEICO.com. You probably should have gone 15 minutes ago. We're also brought to you by Grasshopper, the entrepreneur's phone system. Turn your mobile phone into a business phone system with Grasshopper. Get a local or toll-free number. Just bring your own. See how it works? Go to grasshopper.com. Well, one of the biggest and really one of the best surprises of the Hall of Fame's class of 2017 was the election of running back Terrell Davis of the Denver Broncos. He's been a guest on this program before, and he made his Hall of Fame case for us and for you, and he made it convincing because while he played, there were a few better on either side of the ball, with Terrell winning two Super Bowls, getting named a league Super Bowl MVP, and putting up really astonishing playoff numbers. Now he's back with us, and we're delighted to have him again. TD, thanks for joining us, and congratulations on your election. Hey, thank you. Uh, appreciate it, man. I'm excited. Uh, can't stop smiling. It's been a fantastic couple of weeks so far and i look forward to the journey man i've spoken to some guys about uh what to expect we had the orientation so every day we're getting closer and closer but i'm i'm i'm, I'm closer and closer to uh to that moment of seeing my my big mug uh forever <laughs> immortalized so uh should be nice man I'll, i might kiss him when i see him i'm sure i am <laughs> um simple question i mean how surprised were you when you got the news Pretty surprised, you know. Um, you know, you, you guys know I've been following this, and been, we've been talking about it for a while. And I've just been looking at the, the the last couple of classes, and you know, you try to figure out how it works and where you fit in. And you know, I, I saw LT up in 2017, and I and I immediately thought, wow, I just don't know if if they'll put two backs in the same class, uh, especially a guy who's like a special circumstance guy and a first ballot Hall of Famer. And so, um, you know, I, I kind of was like, yeah, you know, it's not sure if twenty seventeen is a year. Uh, so I was looking forward to twenty eighteen. To be honest with you, as a matter of fact, this is a we were in a hotel room waiting for the the knock or call, and I told my wife, I said, hey, once you just like uh, create a tweet, uh, just says that, hey, you know, obviously I'm disappointed that I didn't make it this year, and you know, congratulations to the other guys who were nominated or selected, and that was sort of the tweet we were going to send out. If, uh, you know, it doesn't assume me that it wasn't going to be this year, but to our surprise and uh, pleasant surprise, uh, we got the knock from David Baker, man. So uh, it was uh, a tremendous honor, and I couldn't believe he was knocking on the door. So three of the five modern-era inductees are NFL Network employees. 
you, Tomlinson, and Kurt Warner. Are you guys going to have your own little party in Canton? <laughs> yeah, we, we talked about that, and we were trying to see if we could make the network pay for it, man. So, <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know, we're trying to parlay this thing into a, a free party. Uh, when we talk briefly about it, and you know, hopefully we, we will be able to do that, but that's a, you know, that's, that was a remarkable um, thing, you know, to go up there with guys that, you you know you played with and but obviously you, you work with now and to have the network have three guys in the same class represented um, was 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 great man and uh, so the network they were happy people working there were happy for us and uh, so now maybe we get a chance to get on that Sunday show that they have. <laughs> obviously, the only real uh, question about your resume was the the briefness of your career due to injury. Were you fearful at all that that longevity? The question uh, might keep you out, and do you think that, to any degree at all, degree at all, it's a val- valid concern that some voters have about uh, longevity being important? Yeah, well, the first part of it, yes, I, I was concerned about it because I never thought about it in that fashion until it became the topic, and everybody would ask me about it. You know, if I would trade my career for a longer career, and I said no. And they would say, well, even if it would, even if it costs you the Hall of Fame, I was like, well, I, number one, I can't. But number two, I wouldn't because it is unique that uh, what I was able to accomplish you know, along with my teammates, obviously, was uh, was pretty pretty good in a short period of time. And so I thought of coining the phrase, like, my, my career wasn't short, it was efficient. That's what I was talking about. I had an efficient <laughs> career. So, so I kind of went back to that. But, yeah, I, I, obviously I'm glad that those questions won't be asked anymore. And – I am pleased that um, that the, the voters that you know you guys took a, took a look at the, the sort of the the impact of the career and um, you know the the content of the career versus how long I played. We're with class of 2017 in Shrine Terrell Davis on the Talk of Fame Network, and you can find us at talkoffamenetwork.com or on Twitter at at talkoffamenet. And TD, if you had to send a limo for three people responsible for putting you in Canton, who would those people be? <laughs> Besides us. Besides, us, besides us, uh, besides three yeah, of us, besides yeah, us, yeah, besides us, besides us, which goes without saying. Right? Uh, <laughs> wow, responsible man. I mean, obviously, my mom would be in one of the limbos, so that's one. Oh, wow. See, now you gonna get me in trouble, man, because it, 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 it's just tough. But I'll, I'll, I'll answer the question. My mother won. I'll put um, my high school coach, Vic Player, in the other one. I just don't think my career would have. Yeah, he, he was what he did to me in high school was a, it was great, and then I would have to say Mike Shanahan would be the uh, would be the uh, the third one, I guess. So you know, a lot of coaches, uh, so uh, my mom and, and yeah, I guess that's what three coaches, two coaches. Yeah, yeah was that go. was that Lincoln High in San Diego? Yes, Lincoln High School, uh, yeah. same coach that coached Marcus Allen. Well. Yeah, so, right. So yeah, it's very instrumental in my life. I think he put I think he put Marcus a defensive back. <laughs> Yeah, you could, well, I played nose guard, and I played <laughs> nose guard. I played fullback. Yeah, he, he didn't. He didn't have favoritism. Like he just felt like <laughs> if you were a football player, you had to play somewhere, and he was going to put you where he wanted to put you, not where you wanted to go. And it kind of taught you that hey, that's life. You know, you just got to find a way, find another door to where you want to go, and um, that's kind of how it happened. You know, John Elway has always said he would not have won a Super Bowl without Terrell Davis. Could you have won without Elway? And what was it about you two that were such a good fit? Yeah, no, no. And that's that's what I tell people. Um, you know, they always ask me or they tell me, hey, man, you, Elway wouldn't have won those Super Bowls without you. And my response is I wouldn't have won those Super Bowls without John. 
uh, it, because of the way football is, it, it's not an individual sport. You need you need a Batman and a Robin. Uh, we needed every player that we had on our team to perform. Now, certain players have bigger roles, but that's just the way it is. And so for me, I, I wouldn't have had the success I had had John not been the quarterback, you know, making players respect the, uh, you know, taking players out the box when we throw the ball. And so uh, everything we did was, was basically having two guys who could hurt you in a game, and then we just took advantage of that. So, yeah, no, no question about it. I owe John a lot appreciate him so much and I wish we had played longer together um, but you know I, w- I was coming in and he was leaving so he just kind of took, took advantage of those four years we played together. Terrell you seem to always understand to some extent the process that you had to go through uh, as we mentioned earlier you know Rick talked to you a couple of years ago about getting in the room and, and that's sort of how it starts but there seems to be some guys uh, Terrell Owens being the latest but not the first who don't seem to get it they seem to get very incensed over things like it's supposed to be a coronation. What advice would you give to uh, not only just Terrell ter- Owens, but uh, you know, guys like that who seem to get so worked up over the fact that you put in five other guys who I think all of whom were deserving and, and not them? Yeah, the, the process is interesting. I mean, it's difficult because you only have five slots per year. And so it's, it's difficult to say, you know, how, you, how do you cram all these players that are deserving to be in the Hall of Fame into that small slot? And Tim Brown told me um, a couple of years ago when uh, you know when he was going through it, he just said, "Man, he said, brother, just be patient, uh, be patient." And so I have been. I've been patient, just sort of waiting and understanding the process. And I think that's part of it. And so it's, you know, Terrell Owens, I know he feels like he probably should have been in there uh, you know, year one, and he will be in there. And that's the thing about it. he's going to make he will become a Hall of Famer. It's just a matter of now when. And so I say the same to him, man. You, you just got to be patient, you know. Uh, and, and the other thing is you can't control what happened in that room at this point. You know, the work is done. You're basically at the mercy of, of you guys and the other voters. And, you know, uh, I'm not sure how much the, the the relationship part of it works in this. I don't know that for, for sure. But I don't know. I just tell him, man, at this point, nothing you can do about it. Just be patient and hopefully it happens next year for you. ETD. Thanks for your time. Thanks for your patience. And we're going to see you in Kent this summer. I'm looking forward to it, guys. Thanks, Thanks Terrell. Terrell. That was Terrell Davis, class of 2017 member of the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Up next, you'll hear why Billy Houghton. Yes, Billy Houghton deserves more than he's gotten from Kenton. This is the Talk of Fame Network. Hi, this is Morton Anderson, and you're listening to Rick, Ron, and Clark of the Talk of Fame Network. The U.S. economy has been getting stronger, and home values have been increasing. Hi, I'm Jay Farner, president of Quicken Loans. Many of our clients have been taking cash out of their homes, a strategy that might work for you. The smart move is for you to refinance your mortgage right now with Quicken Loans. The rate today on a 30-year fixed-rate mortgage is 4.18%, APR 4.35%. Call 800-QUICKEN or go to quickenloans.com. That's 800-QUICKEN. Call for cost information and conditions. Equal housing lender. Licensed in all 50 states. NMLSConsumeraccess.org, number 3030. Hi, this is Lori Grenier. You've seen me on Shark Tank. Many entrepreneurs love the flexibility that comes with owning their own business. Cabbage offers a line of credit of up to $100,000 with the flexibility small businesses need. Apply online or from your phone. You will get a decision in minutes and can use any amount you need when you need it. Cabbage has provided over $2.5 billion in funding to 90,000 small businesses and is A-plus rated by the Better Business Bureau. Go to cabbage.com or call 888-CABBAGE. That's cabbage with a K. 
Remember when a small business needed a landline? Today, landlines are a thing of the past with Grasshopper, the entrepreneur's phone system. On the road, at the beach, or at home, Grasshopper helps you grow your business. Get all the features of a business phone system and the freedom of a cell phone with our iPhone and Android apps. Features include multiple extensions for your team, calls forwarded to your mobile phones, voicemails transcribed and emailed, and so much more. See how it works at grasshopper.com, the entrepreneur's phone system. Hi, Tom Bodette. Seems like everyone's got an idea for a startup. From innovations like laundry sharing to startups that help other startups start up. Well, rather than starting up, Motel 6 is starting fresh by renovating rooms nationwide, still for a great low price. It's a smart place to invest your capital every time you venture. Unlike my cat cologne startup, fail. I'm Tom Bodette, and we'll leave the light on for you. Book online at motel6.com. This is the Talk of Fame Network on SB Nation Radio. Here are your Hall of Fame voters, Ron Borges. Cannot play with him. Rick Goslin. Cannot win with him. And Clark Judge. Cannot coach with him. Can't do it. I want winners. Speaking of winners, Talk of Fame Network sponsored by Geico. Just 15 minutes can save you 15% or more on car insurance. For more details, go to geico.com. And you probably should have gone 15 minutes ago. We're also brought to you by Grasshopper. The entrepreneur's phone system. Turn your mobile phone into a business phone system with Grasshopper. Get a local toll-free number or just bring your own. See how it works. Go to grasshopper.com. They held the Grammys earlier this week. And as you know, uh, Adele was the big winner. She won something like, uh, what was it, guys? Like five Grammys or something? So, as usual, got me to thinking, which is always a dangerous thing. But if you had to give a Grammy to best song or best artist by, oh, or about an NFL player, owner maybe, team, I don't care. What would it be? Uh, Ron, no Raiders theme song. No, uh-uh. No Raiders theme song allowed. It's got to be something with lyrics. So, Gooseman, get started. So easy. What's going on? Sung, sung by rock and roll Hall of Famer Marvin Gaye. Background vocals from pro football Hall of Famer Lem Barney. And former Detroit Lions teammate Mel Fah. That's going to be tough to top, but I'm going to do it. You cannot top this, can you, Derek? In the heck is that? What is that? Broadway Joe. Whoa! I think we've heard enough. Yeah, Broadway that's Joe. good. Yeah, it's gonna be tough to top it, but Derek, <clears throat> I can top it, and you know what I'm talking about. Hit it. Never have time to intercept you. Gronk is out and that's an oh. issue. Okay. Hey. The offense, it was nice this weekend, and I know we can. Yeah, that would be Ron Borges on lead vocals. Singing about Tom Brady. I know you miss Tom Brady's gonna be going to the Hall of Fame someday. Wow, sadly. Billy Houghton probably not, and I know what you're thinking. Who? Billy Houghton. That's it. Wrote about him this week on our website, talkoffamenetwork.com. And I'm going to be honest with you guys. After looking into his career, I have no idea how this former wide receiver is not in Canton. I've seldom been as excited as I was to rediscover what Billy Houghton has done, uh, unless, of course, I was showing off my Tom Brady jersey. But when he retired in 1963, Billy Houghton was the NFL career leader in catches. And receiving yards, breaking the records held by who? 
Hall of Famer Don Hudson. You can stop right there because that's good enough for me. But there is so much more to this guy. He was a second-round draft pick by Green Bay in 1952, and he had an immediate impact that year with 13 receiving touchdowns and a league-best 1,231 yards receiving as a rookie. Now, that rookie touchdown record wasn't broken until 1965 when a guy by the name of, yes, Gail Sayers, who you mentioned earlier, Goose, he did it. And his rookie touchdown catches record wasn't broken until 1998 by Randy Moss. That's 46 years later. Billy Houghton averaged 102.6 yards per catch as a rookie. Averaged. He averaged 99 yards per catch four years later. Both were league bests. In seven years with a horrible Green Bay team, who was named to six Pro Bowls, wound up with 5,581 yards receiving in 80 games, which over a 16-game schedule translates to an average. Again, average 1,160 yards per season. Played his last four years with Cleveland and Dallas. Led his team in receptions three times, including a career-best 56 and 61 with the Cowboys. Led the league in receiving yards twice. Led it in touchdown catches once. And as president of the NFLPA, Ron Borges, he fought for and got pension benefits for players. No freedom, I don't no know, football. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know what there is not to like about Billy Howe. And I'll be honest with you, I just don't know. But, but what I do know is that I've heard enough about Terrell Owens not being in the Hall and not enough about Billy Howe. Clark, what's with those 50s Packers? There's another Hall of Fame-worthy Packer from that decade besides Houghton. Safety Bobby Dillon intercepted 52 passes, eight seasons, went to three Pro Bowls. He's another guy that can't get a sniff of Canton. So how would you suggest we go about drawing attention to great players on bad teams? Well, that's a good question, Goose. I, I mean, honestly, and, and I'm not trying to be um, cynical about this, but I suggest you guys take up their cases with the senior committee. You're both on the senior committee. I mean, Billy Houghton was a top five receiver four times, a top ten receiver eight. The only guy who led the league in career catches who's not in the hall. And 11 times in a 12-game season, players have produced 1,000 or more yards and catches. Billy Howden did it twice. I, I don't know what more he could have done. So, as I said, I think it's up to you and Ron to, to bring it to the attention of the senior committee. Well, that means it's time for the two-minute drill. Ron, you've got the calls. Derek Burns, our producer, he runs the clock. So, guys, let's get started. Here we go, gentlemen. Should the Patriots trade Jimmy Garoppolo? Only if Tom Brady is done deflating footballs. No. Brady turns 40 this season, and only you have a longer shelf life for the path, Ron. What is a backup quarterback with two and a half games of experience really worth? Mark Brunel netted the Packers a third and a fifth from Jacksonville, so Garoppolo's probably a two and a four. Yeah, I think that's for Cleveland to decide. As our friend Victor Cruz danced his last NFL salsa, he's only 30. His dance days aren't over. Have feet, will travel. I agree with the Goose. No, because Dancing with the X-Stars is on the phone as we speak. What should the Vikings uh, do about Adrian Peterson? With his age, contract, and injury history, he's likely a salary cap casually waiting to happen this offseason. Yep, I'd make him the head of the Super Bowl task force. Should the Bills pick up my dear friend Tyrod Taylor's $40.5 million two-year option? Unless Jim Kelly is throwing in the wings, pick it up. Yeah, I agree. They should pick it up. Then they should toss it in file 86. Pro Football Talk's Mike Florio was on a campaign. Is it to get Terrell Owens into the Hall of Fame or himself on the Hall of Fame committee? Neither campaign matters in the eyes of this reporter. Yeah, I think a little of both are on, with T.O. having the better shot. Leroy Butler now says he's a slam dunk Hall of Famer. Is everyone a slam dunk Hall of Famer? Ken Easley was a slam dunk to those who saw him play, and it took him 25 years to get in. Those slams are slow dunks. <laughs> 
<laughs> Everyone except you, Ron. <laughs> Sad truth there. Joe Montana <laughs> says he can't call Tom Brady or anyone else the best ever. Is he the only voice of reason? A rare voice of honesty in this world of instant opinion. Agree with the goose man. Anyone who mentions Sammy Baugh and autogram in the same sentence must be reasonable. Or old. Or both. In front of the show, Tony Junji says there are legal and illegal ways to steal signals. Is there a legal way to steal anything? Every other way besides the Patriots way. <laughs> Ask the guy wearing Tom Brady's Super Bowl jersey. Will Randy Moss get the T.O. locker room pest treatment next year from the Hall of Fame's voters? I think like offensive tackles and safeties this February, the wide receivers will split the room next February. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, he will not. He'll get the Randy Moss. I only run the plays I want to run treatment. Steve Young is being criticized for saying he put football behind him. Shouldn't a 55-year-old man being done, uh, being, uh, be doing that unless he's coaching football? It'd be easier to accept what Young was saying if he wasn't sitting on the ESPN studio every week talking football. I agree with the Goose. Not when he's drawing a check for watching pro football, Ron. That's the end of the that's the end of our first hour, but stay where you are. Coming up in the second half of our show, we have Hall of Fame safety Kenny Easley and Hall of Fame voter Dan Pompey. You're listening to the Talk of Fame Network. The U.S. economy has been getting stronger, and home values have been increasing. Hi, I'm Jay Farner, president of Quicken Loans. Many of our clients have been taking cash out of their homes, a strategy that might work for you. The smart move is for you to refinance your mortgage right now with Quicken Loans. The rate today on a 30-year fixed-rate mortgage is 4.18%, APR 4.35%. Call 800-QUICKEN or go to quickenloans.com. That's 800-QUICKEN. Call for cost information and conditions. Equal housing lender. Licensed in all 50 states. NMLSconsumeraccess.org, number 3030. Okay, keep your eyes closed. Okay. I want to show you my first ever painting. Mm, all right. Okay. Open your eyes. Oh, that's a lot of colors mm-hmm. <laughs> and shapes. So be honest. What do you think? Well, uh, I like how if you switch to Geico, you could save hundreds of dollars on car insurance. Oh, yeah, that's that's true. Yeah. Here, why don't I hold your paintbrush while you call them? Geico, because saving 15% or more on car insurance is always a great answer. As an entrepreneur, you're always on the go. So turn your mobile phone into a business phone system with Grasshopper, the entrepreneur's phone system. Make and receive business calls using our iPhone and Android apps. Get a new business number or keep your current one. Forward your calls to any phone and even get your voicemails transcribed. Join over 250,000 small businesses who stay connected with Grasshopper. See how it works at grasshopper.com, the entrepreneur's phone system. Hi, Tom Bodette, trying out one of those standing desks. Now I have the pleasure of working without the nuisance of being comfortable. Not sure a standing desk is for me. I'm really more of a resting couch kind of guy. But there is one thing I can stand behind, and that's Motel 6 offering clean, comfortable rooms still for a great low price. Now, where did I put my sitting chair? I'm Tom Bodette, and we'll leave the light on for you. Book online at motel6.com. This is the Talk of Fame Network on SB Nation Radio. What the hell are we waiting on? Here are your Hall of Fame voters, Ron Borges. Do you want it or not? Rick Gosselin. Do you understand there's a price to pay? And Clark Judge. Can we have fun? You're damn right. I demand that we have fun. Hey, Rick Gosselin. Yes, Clark. You are Dr. Data, so do you know what it means when Geico says just 15 minutes can save you 15% or more on car insurance? 
just imagine how much I would have said if I called an hour ago. Oh, smart man. You know what? Yes, sir. Just go 15 minutes ago. Go to geico.com 15 minutes ago and you can save yourself a lot of money. Listen to Dr. Data. He's right about that. Welcome back to hour number two of the Talk of Fame Network coming to you from the Renai Studios in Scottsdale, Arizona. I'm Clark along with Rick and Ron. And shortly, we're going to be joined by Hall of Fame safety Kenny Easley, who was elected to the Pro Football Hall of Fame after waiting nearly three decades. But first... We want to get to one of our favorite colleagues. That would be Hall of Fame voter Dan Pompey, who is also a Hall of Famer himself. Like Goose, he was named to Canton and Dan, I think it was like 2014. Um, anyway, he's everywhere, everywhere. Bleacher Report, The Athletic, Bears pregame shows on WSCR, Pro Football Weekly's TV program. In fact, he was right next to me on Press Row at Super Bowl 51 with the two of us going in the fourth quarter. Is this really happening? What's going on? I think we better look for a new lead. Anyway, Dan, that's a tight schedule. Thanks for making time for us again. Sure, thanks. Thanks for having me. You know, that was probably one of those things, too, Clark. I thought about this afterwards, where 20 years from now, God willing, we're still alive. We'll think back at that Super Bowl and think about me and you talking to each other during this incredible comeback, right? It's, yeah. it's kind of like, like one of those where were you when the guy was assassinated moments, right? Oh, that's right. I mean, guys, are we going to have to change this lead? No, they're not going to win. Are they going to win this? Yeah, that was unreal. Anyway, um, First of all, uh, there, there have been, as we've mentioned on the show, as there always seems to be, a lot of complaints after our recent Hall of Fame vote. <sighs> yeah, but there are. Um, what did you think of the Hall of Fame class? Yeah, I, I thought it was great. And, you know, as one of the selectors, I was proud of the, the guys who were voted in. I think they're all solid. And, uh, you know, I was particularly happy that uh, Kenny Easley got in as a senior. Jerry Jones got in. I, I kind of thought that Paul Tagliabue was going to get in and uh, – uh, frankly, was was hoping that he would, uh, but that didn't happen. But I think the modern guys are all strong guys. Uh, many of them have been waiting for a while. Uh, obviously, uh, Ladainian Tomlinson and Jason Taylor were first timers, but uh, for the other three, uh, it was great. And we left some good ones out. You know, we do every year. There's nothing you could do about that when you've only got five spots for the modern guys. And I think. Um, some of those other guys are going to trickle in over the next few years, though, without a doubt. Dan, what was your biggest surprise from this class? I would say probably Morton Anderson. He, I thought he kind of gained some momentum uh, that, that I didn't sense anyway. I, I know that we always talk about momentum, but it's kind of a thing you really can't put your finger on. But when you consider all of his accomplishments over time, the fact that he was a two-time all-decade player, led two teams in scoring, and have been waiting a while. It certainly makes sense. Uh, what about disappointments? You mentioned Tagaboo. Uh, what was the biggest disappointment in your mind when you left the room? You know, I, I thought we, you know, we talk about this all the time. Goose, of course, always uh, pounds his fist on the table about it, the lack of defensive players uh, that, that we end up uh, electing often. And, and uh, uh, I was kind of hoping to get more defensive players in this year. Uh, you know, I thought we had two really, really strong candidates at the safety position that we left out in John Lynch and Brian Dawkins. But I, I don't know. I don't know how you guys feel, but I have little doubt that those guys are going to get in in time. But it, it's, uh, it's just, you know, you, you like to see the defensive players get a, a fair shake. And uh, this year we were offensive heavy as we normally are. We're with Hall of Fame voter Dan Pompey on the Talk of Fame Network, and you can find us at talkoffamenetwork.com or on Twitter at talkoffamenet. And Dan, since you're talking about uh, defensive players, let's look forward to the class of 2018. Now, you're from Chicago, so I'm just asking you a quick question. You, you can be 
presenting Brian Urlach, or I assume you will, but do you know? Uh, I haven't been told anything, but I assume I, I will be. Okay. How do you like his chances when he's up against another middle linebacker, and that would be Ray Lewis? Both of them are first-time, or I assume would be first-time finalists. Yeah, you know, I think uh, Lewis is a slam dunk. I can't see a way that he doesn't get in, and I really think that Urlacher should be close to a slam dunk, too. He won the Defensive Rookie of the Year. He won Defensive Player of the Year. Went to eight Pro Bowls. I looked up the only players to do the same thing were Mean Joe Green, Jack Lambert, Lawrence Taylor, and Charles Woodson to have at least eight Pro Bowls. And uh, three of those guys are first ballot Hall of Famers. Woodson obviously not eligible yet, but I'd be surprised if he's not. So Urlacher's in some pretty rare company there. He also, you know, he had uh, 41 and a half career sacks, 22 career interceptions. He's only one other middle linebacker in NFL history who has as many of each, and that's Ray Lewis, naturally. I asked uh, Jerry Angelo inherited uh, Brian Urlacher when he came to Chicago. I asked him if he were putting middle linebackers on an all-time draft board, who would you take? He said, I'd, I'd take uh, Lewis first. He said, I'd take Dick Buck his second, and I'd take Urlacher third. Wow. So I, I think you're talking about a pretty rare elite player uh, to me. Uh, was was clearly one of the greats of his era or, or any era. Dan, let me ask you about another bear. What's become of Jim Colbert? He was a first-team all-decade offensive tackle in the 80s, never been a finalist, and seems to have been lost in the shelf of all these offensive tackles we're now discussing. Any ideas how to jumpstart his candidacy? Well, I'm, I'm hoping that uh, now that he's a senior that uh, we can maybe start discussing him in that realm because I think uh, it was easy for him to get lost because when you look at offensive linemen, uh, they have no statistics. So what does everyone look at? They look at Pro Bowls. Well, Jim played in only two Pro Bowls. And uh, even though he was an all-decade performer, his his career was very much like the career of Tony Baselli, who this year we finally got to discuss in the room, and I thought we had a good discussion on him. And he's another guy I'm, I'm going to be surprised if he doesn't end up an enshrinee in the very near future. It's easy for those guys to get kind of uh, just lost, like you say, they, they fall through the cracks. But Colbert was a very dominating player. Um, I know I've, I've talked with opposing coaches and opposing defensive ends and different defensive players who have told me that he was clearly the best offensive tackle of his era. Did not have a real long career because of uh, back uh, problems. But uh, when he played, uh, you know, he, he was one of the very, very best. Well, I'm going to give you a preliminary tune-up, Dan, for your uh, when you're in the room next year with Urlacher and facing a barrage of questions about uh, your, your uh, player you're presenting. And I guess one of the things that immediately pops into my mind is I think in the opinion of at least some people, they would say he's not the best linebacker, best middle linebacker in the history of his own team. And some might even argue not even the second best uh, with Mike Singletary. And if you're old enough, which of course only Clark is, uh, they might say Bill George, you know, who was one of the great linebackers, as you know, of the 50s and early 60s. So how do you sort of sort that out for people as they're trying to place Urlacher's Hall of Fame position? Yeah, I mean, that's, that's a great point. I mean, the, the Bears have had the greatest tradition at the middle linebacker position of any team in the National Football League. And, and uh, you're talking about uh, th- those three players you mentioned, three of the, the very, very greatest ever. So I would say this, though. Urlacher, to me, was a completely different type of player than any of them in a different era. 
you know, you're talking about a guy who was six five and ran a four five, came into the NFL after having basically played safety in college. The first few years of his career, Dick Duran and Greg Blosh uh, used him more as kind of a traditional middle linebacker. He's very, very good at that role. Made a lot of uh, tackles at the line of scrimmage, beyond the line of scrimmage, and uh, a lot of impact plays that way because they had a big group of defensive linemen who kept blockers off him. They had in those days they had Ted Washington and Keith Trailer and uh, Brian Robinson. A few years later into his career, Lovey Smith comes to Chicago and he changes all that. As you guys know, he went with the one gap fast defensive lineman who shot up field and uh, let the blockers get out and turned Erlacher into more of a, a pass defender. I know I talked with uh, Aaron Rodgers a while ago about Erlacher, and he told me he thought that Erlacher revolutionized the middle linebacker position because he played it in a way that really no one else played, given his size and speed and ability to drop into coverage and create problems for quarterbacks with their middle-of-the-field reads. You know, he, he really, you know, he, he was very, very much, I covered the entire career of Mike Singletary, very, very much unlike Mike Singletary, completely different player. They, they both are called middle linebackers, but they played completely different positions. Of course, Dick Buckus was a completely different player from either one of those. And then Bill George as well. Bill George is the first stand-up middle linebacker. So even though you're, you're calling them all middle linebackers, uh, they really all are different animals. Hey, Dan. Got to go, but as always, thanks for the time, and it was great to see you in Houston. Okay, guys, I enjoyed being with you. Thanks. Thanks, Dan. That was Hall of Fame voter Dan Pompey. Up next, that class of 2018 that we're talking about. You're listening to the Talk of Fame Network. Now, the reminder that the Talk of Fame Network is brought to you by Geico Insurance, where 15 minutes can save you 15% or more on car insurance. For more details, go to geico.com. This is Dan Fouts, and you're listening to the Talk of Fame Network. Hi, Tom Bodette, trying out one of those standing desks. Now I have the pleasure of working without the nuisance of being comfortable. Not sure a standing desk is for me. I'm really more of a resting couch kind of guy. But there is one thing I can stand behind, and that's Motel 6 offering clean, comfortable rooms still for a great low price. Now, where did I put my sitting chair? I'm Tom Bodette, and we'll leave the light on for you. Book online at motel6.com. The U.S. economy has been getting stronger, and home values have been increasing. Hi, I'm Jay Farner, president of Quicken Loans. Many of our clients have been taking cash out of their homes, a strategy that might work for you. The smart move is for you to refinance your mortgage right now with Quicken Loans. The rate today on a 30-year fixed-rate mortgage is 4.18%, APR 4.35%. Call 800-QUICKEN or go to quickenloans.com. That's 800-QUICKEN. Call for cost information and conditions. Equal housing lender. Licensed in all 50 states. NMLSConsumeraccess.org number 3030. Hi, this is Lori Grenier. You've seen me on Shark Tank. Many entrepreneurs love the flexibility that comes with owning their own business. Cabbage offers a line of credit of up to $100,000 with the flexibility small businesses need. Apply online or from your phone. You will get a decision in minutes and can use any amount you need when you need it. Cabbage has provided over $2.5 billion in funding to 90,000 small businesses and is A-plus rated by the Better Business Bureau. Go to cabbage.com or call 888-CABBAGE. That's cabbage with a K. Okay, keep your eyes closed. Okay. I want to show you my first ever painting. All right. Okay. Open your eyes. Oh, that's a lot of colors Mm -hmm. (laughs) and shapes. So be honest. What do you think? Well, 
Uh, I like how if you switch to Geico, you could save hundreds of dollars on car insurance. Oh, yeah, that's that's true. Yeah. Here, why don't I hold your paintbrush while you call them? Geico, because saving 15% or more on car insurance is always a great answer. As an entrepreneur, you're always on the go. So turn your mobile phone into a business phone system with Grasshopper, the entrepreneur's phone system. Make and receive business calls using our iPhone and Android apps. Get a new business number or keep your current one. Forward your calls to any phone and even get your voicemails transcribed. Join over 250,000 small businesses who stay connected with Grasshopper. See how it works at grasshopper.com, the entrepreneur's phone system. Hi, I'm Bruce Fabrizio, inventor of Simple Green, the iconic cleaning formula known around the globe. Since being introduced to households and businesses over 35 years ago, the family of Simple Green products has grown. But one thing all of them share is my full commitment to their excellence. Simple Green. Try a Simple Green product today, and if you're not 100% satisfied, I'll refund your money. Visit us at SimpleGreen.com. Simple Green. Simple Green. This is the Talk of Fame Network on SB Nation Radio. Here are your Hall of Fame voters, Ron Borges, Rick Gosselin, and Clark Judge. Just a reminder, the Talk of Fame Network is sponsored by GEICO, where just 15 minutes can save you 15% or more on car insurance. More details, go to GEICO.com. And you probably should have gone 15 minutes ago. We're also brought to you by Grasshopper, the entrepreneur's phone system. Turn your mobile phone into a business phone system with Grasshopper. Get a local, a toll-free number, or just bring your own. See where it works? Go to grasshopper.com. When we did our Hall of Fame wrap-up a week ago, we briefly addressed next year's class, meaning the class of 2018. But now, now we want to dig a little deeper and, and flesh this thing out to tell you who's in that class, whom to look for, who are the dark horses, that sort of thing. So, Goose, let's start first with who's in that class. Well, Ray Lewis figures to be the Ladanian Tomlinson of this class, and it is a class packed with heavyweights. There are five first-team all-decade players among the first ballot candidates. Lewis, Brian Erlocker, Randy Moss, Steve Hutchinson, and Richard Seymour. Throwing Rondé Barber, a second-team all-decade pick at corner. And there are seven all-decade players returned from the 2017 ballot. Wow. So you have potentially 13 all-decade players among the 15 finalists next year, and eight will not get in. So this is a class that's loaded. Loaded. Yeah. Um, Ron, I mean, we had Jason Taylor and LT come out as first ballot choices this year, first time up. They got into Canton. I imagine, you know, Goose mentioned Ray Lewis. <laughs> I think I'm going out on a limb by saying Ray Lewis probably be a first ballot choice next year, you think? Um, could we have two like we did this year? Uh, I, w- I would think not. Uh, I think Lewis probably wipes out Erlacher because it's unlike I think we put in two guys at the same position with the kind of class that uh, or the kind of finalists that are likely to be there as Goose points out and you know even though there's going to be a lot of people who, who will start immediately ripping us if Erlacher doesn't get you know the guy didn't do who didn't win Diddley and he ripped Dick Butkus so <laughs> oh. see ya <laughs> <laughs> you think guys will start ripping us after this process next year no no no, no, no. not us um, Goose you're Dr. Data, so go back to you again. Dark horse to watch in this class. I mean, not necessarily as a first ballot choice, just someone who may surprise as a finalist, a top 15 guy. Uh, there's, a, there's a guy who was overlooked in the class of 2017 but deserves to be back on the belt in 2018, Edgerin James. Right. Uh, there isn't a quarterback or running back worthy of first belt inclusion in this class, and that leaves James as the most likely backfield candidate for the class of 2018. Goose, with, with the departures of LT and, and Terrell Davis, 
does that enhance his chances? In other words, those running backs are off the board, so now we go to the next best one. Well, and he becomes the 14th all-decade player on this list. Yeah. Yeah. Nine, nine won't get in, so I don't know if it'll enhance him, but it certainly won't hurt him. Okay. Um, earlier, as you know, uh, we asked Hall of Fame voter Dan Pompey about the impact of Ray Lewis and Brian Erlacher uh, on each other, going at it head-to-head. So, Goose, start with you again. What impact do you think one has on the other, and what are the chances that both our first ballot choices. Well, we've only enshrined a dozen middle linebackers to the Hall of Fame and, and never more than one in a single year. So I, I doubt we'll buck that trend in 2018. Again, there will be 15 deserving candidates in only five spots. I'd be surprised if we have more than one of anything in this class. I think there's a tendency for supporters of one guy in a position not to vote for the other guy under the theory that somehow you're hating the, you're hurting the, the player you think was better of the two. But more importantly, I just think that there are so many talented guys at so many different positions that to put in two guys uh, in, in front of them from the same position uh, demands that those two be uh, two of the best who ever played the position. Mm-hmm. And I don't see that with Erlacher. Maybe you could argue that with Ray Lewis, and I imagine there'll be some people in there who feel that. But I don't think that there'll be too many people who could make or would make that argument with Brian Erlacher. Yeah, no, I agree with you, Ron. Look, he's um, not the best linebacker on his team. And he's not yeah, the second right. best linebacker on his you're team. Right. A lot of people would you're say, right. so how the heck should he be a first ballot Hall of Fame? You're right. right. Butkus and Singletary, you're right. How about um, Bill George? He could be number four. Bill George. He could be playing special teams on the all-time Bears team. <laughs> Keep working that lineup, Ron. You're going down the history roll. Keep going. I like Larry it. Morris. Oh, he was outside. <laughs> nah, nah, nah. Um, hey, Goose, you mentioned Randy Moss, uh, and he is in this class. And he, as we've mentioned, is another wide receiver with baggage. But um, So what impact does he have on... Terrell Owens. I mean, uh, and do either of them make it in 2018? Well, I think Moss will face much of the same scrutiny that Owens has faced. And as a result, I think he'll face the same uphill climb that Owens has faced. You know, we as a committee can't judge one candidate by one set of rules and another candidate by another. You know, the Raiders chapter was particularly ugly one on the Moss resume. You know, it'll be hard for the committee not to compare the career, the stats and the problems of these two receivers. No, I, I agree. I think unless it's a room full of hypocrites, uh, I don't see how you can do anything else. And and he certainly had at least, say what you will or may about uh, T.O. Clark, as as my friend Don King would say, say what you will or may. Uh, but he was never standing on the, on the field before the championship game, arguing with security guys about getting his friends on the field, as Randy Moss did in New York uh, when the Vikings were going to play the Giants, and then went out and played like a dog. <laughs> <laughs> Not to be striped. <laughs> okay, well, let's just say he doesn't make it next year. Goose, should we expect the same kind of outrage that uh, annually accompanies the exclusion of Mr. T.O.? Yeah, of course. It's always about who doesn't make it, not who does. And if both of these receivers miss, the volume of criticism will be at an all-time high. <laughs> Shocking. <laughs> Shocker. Uh, look, we're in the outrage business. Uh, you know, at <laughs> least right. there, are, there are critics. There. They certainly are in the outrage And you can never just have a disagreement anymore and say, you know, I think it should be this guy, but there's always going to be some dark ulterior motives, you know. And I think for, uh, for the 48 of us who are voters, to be whining and crying about it, which I think some guys do, you know, that's a waste of time. That's It's like saying I want to be a fireman, but I don't want to get around any heat. I don't want to perspire. <laughs> you know, it comes with it. You know, and Unfortunately, in this day and age, it comes with it more than ever. Yeah, no, you're, you're right. Um, well, speaking of taking heat, I mean, let's just look at this class as a whole. Uh, it's going to include the holdovers from 2017, as Goose mentioned, a lot of all-decade players in there. Who among that group, meaning the holdovers from this year, 
is the most likely to make it. Uh, as I said earlier, I have Brian Dawkins and probably one of the offensive linemen, Mawai or Baselli. I'd love to see Fanica make it, but he didn't make the top 10. Uh, Goose, how about you? Yeah, Clark, I wouldn't rule out a Patriot, either Holdover, Ty Law, or Richard Seymour. Uh, those first few New England Super Bowls of the 2000 decade were more about defense than the offense. And Tom Brady, you know, so, somebody off this defensive unit deserves to be recognized. Law might be the best bet because he has the stats that uh, Seymour may lack. But, Goose, Law's got the second best presenter in that room. Well, that's, that should well, help. You can overcome it. No, in, 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 in two years, I'll, I'll, I'll present it. <laughs> There you go. You, you know, Goose, this is why you are my dear friend, and Clark is the guy I know. You know, that's... I mean, bad law! What, are you kidding me? Uh, Seymour's going to be tough sell. I mean, I, I think there was a number of years there where he was widely considered the best defensive lineman in football. Yeah. Uh, and he, Because he was. But this is a room full of, of, of guys who like to run computer printouts, and there is no computer printout for what Richard Seymour did. You're either going to put him in because you know what football is and what two-gapping system is, or you don't put him in. And that's going to be the challenge for whoever presents him uh, and the challenge for the room. First okay, team Goose. all decade should be a rubber stamp, and he's first you'd team think. all decade. Yeah, you would think. Yeah, you'd think. You're right. Goose, man, get out your computer printout. Because I got a question for you. Who from this year's finalists is likely not to return because of the new class? Not to uh, return. I, th I think Joe Jacoby could be in trouble. I think John Lynch could be in trouble. And Don Coriel is in definite trouble. I was supposed to say something, but I have nothing to say because he hit all three of my points. Uh, you know, I, I, I think he's exactly right. And it's uh, um, will be you know, too bad for Coriel. It should be a place for what he did, uh, but it, maybe it's not in the Hall of Fame. You guys surprised me, though, with Coriel. I agree with the Coriel and, and Jacoby, but Lynch was a top 10 guy this year. You think he could plummet out of the class? Look at yeah, the class. I yeah. think he's Look fade. at the class. He's, okay. He was not an all-decade player. Okay, well, we have a year to sort this class out, and we're going to need it. We will, however, need no time to figure out what's going on with new Hall of Famer Kenny Easley. Right after this, you're listening to the Talk of Fame Network. Now, the reminder that the Talk of Fame Network is brought to you by Geico Insurance, where 15 minutes can save you 15% or more on car insurance. For more details, go to geico.com. This is Robert Kraft, and you're listening to the Talk of Fame Network. Remember when a small business needed a landline? Today, landlines are a thing of the past with Grasshopper, the entrepreneur's phone system. On the road, at the beach, or at home, Grasshopper helps you grow your business. Get all the features of a business phone system and the freedom of a cell phone with our iPhone and Android apps. Features include multiple extensions for your team, calls forwarded to your mobile phones, voicemails transcribed and emailed, and so much more. See how it works at grasshopper.com, the entrepreneur's phone system. Hi, this is Lori Grenier. You've seen me on Shark Tank. Many entrepreneurs love the flexibility that comes with owning their own business. Cabbage offers a line of credit of up to $100,000 with the flexibility small businesses need. Apply online or from your phone. You will get a decision in minutes and can use any amount you need when you need it. Cabbage has provided over $2.5 billion in funding to 90,000 small businesses and is A-plus rated by the Better Business Bureau. Go to cabbage.com or call 888-CABBAGE. That's cabbage with a K. Daddy, where do babies come from? Uh, well, uh... Honey? Mommy went to the store. Oh, well, you see, um... Well, there's a mommy and a daddy, right? Right. And see, when they call Geico, uh, they could save a bunch of money on car insurance. Oh, really? And that makes them happy? Yes, that makes them very happy. 
That's good. Yeah. Well, I'm glad we could have this talk, Sunshine. <laughs> GEICO, because saving 15% or more on car insurance is always a great answer. Hi, Tom Bodette. Call me old-fashioned, but I just don't get modern art. Time was, if you splattered paint on a canvas, it was called a drop cloth. Now, it's called genius. Well, something modern I do appreciate are the newly renovated rooms in Motel 6. Totally updated with all-new everything, still at a great low price. It's like modern art, only it looks good and has a point. I'm Tom Bodette for Motel 6, and we'll leave the light on for you. Book direct at motel6.com. This is the Talk of Fame Network on SB Nation Radio. Here are your Hall of Fame voters, Ron Borges, Rick Gosselin, and Clark Judge. When you start telling me it doesn't matter, then we're tired. Get out. The Talk Fame Network is brought to you by Grasshopper, the entrepreneur's phone system. Turn your mobile phone system into a business phone system with Grasshopper. Get a local or toll-free number or just bring your own. To see how it works, go to grasshopper.com. You know something we wish Hall of Famer Kenny Easley, who's the senior member of the class of 2017 and who Ron presented to us, had Grasshopper, because then his mobile phone would be a business phone, and yeah, we could reach him. We're expecting to hear from Kenny, but unfortunately, he must have lost our number, or maybe, I don't know, maybe he's getting fitted for his gold jacket as we speak. No problem. We had him on the show a month ago, so we actually do have Kenny Easley. Yes, Hall of Fame safety Kenny Easley is on the line, addressing us when we spoke to him last month about what he was up against trying to reach Canton. So, Kenny, welcome back. Kenny Easley might be the great safety in NFL history. And if you don't believe me, ask Hall of Famer Ronnie Lott. He called Kenny Easley the best to play the position. Yet Kenny Easley has had to wait 25 years to get into the room to be discussed as a Hall of Fame finalist for the first time. And only now as a senior candidate for the class of 2017. We have two of the senior committee members on this show. That'd be Ron Borges and Rick Goslin, And both are going to tell you the nomination of Kenny Easley is long overdue. In fact, Ron is going to present him to the board in three weeks. Kenny was named to the NFL's 1980s All-Decade Team. He's the 1984 Defensive Player of the Year. And today, he joins us to talk about his career and his candidacy. Kenny, welcome to the show. Thanks for joining us. Thank you. It's a pleasure. Kenny, you're now on the doorstep of Canton. Did you wonder if this day would ever come? Uh, well, to be honest, I mean, I, I I had you know given up and reconciled with myself that uh, that it would probably never happen for you know one reason and one reason only, and that was the years of service. But a number of folks in my church, uh, including my pastor, would say to me, you know, there is a season for everything. And while I'm trying to figure it out, uh, God has already worked it out. So although I had a lot of positive vibes going around me from my church family, in my heart of hearts, I had put it out of my mind, particularly on a daily basis. You're sort of the victim of this length of service thing. Uh, you know, Gail Sayers really the only guy to seem to have beaten it. The, the Sterling Sharp uh, has suffered with it. Terrell Davis, Tony Baselli. Um I'm wondering what your opinion is on length of careers and whether that's a legitimate partial measurement of a player's Hall of Fame credentials. Yeah, you know, I've had a number of conversations uh, uh, with uh, Frank Cooney. Uh, you guys know Frank. Uh, sure. Oh, sure. Yeah. Hall of Fame yeah, voter. Good man. And about this measuring stick of greatness. And uh, I'll tell you what, uh, what I told Frank. The greatness should be measured by uh, what the player did 
to alter or change the the game from his position. And to me, it really doesn't matter uh, you know, how many years the, the player has played. In fact, as I was telling Frank, you know, the NFL is the hardest of all the professional sports to vest in. You have to play four years before you can vest in the in the pitching program. So, uh, to me, uh, you know, if you play four years or more, or just four years, it seems to me that you should be able to to get into the Hall of Fame if that's all you you did, as long as you did something to change the game. But let me tell you, when I was playing in the '80s, I knew that after the '84 season when teams started to split the tight end out to the far sideline. They knew that in our defensive scheme that the strong safety had to go with the the tight end. So they would split him out there. I would go out there. And basically, they did that so that they could play 10-on-10 football. And that changed the game because they didn't do it against anybody else. When I would watch the film of the same team playing against another team, another strong safety, they wouldn't do that. So I thought that um, if, um, you know, if my play was that special where they, where they had to, you know, take the tight end and use him basically as a, as a distraction to keep me from uh, doing what I do on defense, you know, I thought that that was a game-changing, a game-changing thing. And, I mean, I wasn't the only player. I mean, I could – mentioned Lawrence Taylor. I mean, the way he played, uh, he changed the nature of the left offensive tackle. I mean, these left offensive tackles now, or the backside tackle, are, you know, big athletic tackles that can move and have long arms because of what Lawrence Taylor did in the 80s. Bo Jackson, game changer. I remember in Seattle when Chuck Knox told our team that the reason why that the reason why they were drafting Brian Bosworth was to be a bow stopper. Didn't work, but <laughs> Bo Jackson was a very unique athlete and a game changer. And I could go on and talk about other players, Ronnie Lott and Howie Long and so forth. But the bottom line, if a team makes certain adjustments against a certain player that they don't ordinarily make against other teams, that player is a game changer. We're speaking with Hall of Fame nominee and game changer, Ken Easley, on the Talk of Fame Network, and you can find us at talkoffamenetwork.com and on Twitter at, at Talk of Fame Net. And Kenny, as you know, and as most of our listeners know, there are only seven pure safeties in the Hall. The last active safety was, who was enshrined was Kenny Houston. He retired after the 1980 season. That's 36 years ago, 37 now. Why do you think safeties are so undervalued by voters? Uh, you know, I, 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 I honestly don't really know why. Uh, I've talked again. I've talked to Frank Cooney about this, and I learned from him that uh, Kenny Houston was the last natural safety to be inducted into the Hall. One thing about playing safety is that uh, we have no inherent or visible matchup scenario like cornerbacks, where you see weekly the corner versus the wide receiver matchup. It's played about. It's played out and talked about weekly on sports talk shows. But you never hear anything about uh, the safeties unless he makes a bone-jarring tackle that knocks the receiver silly. Then the safety will get some mention from the media, but 
for the most part, safeties are the backbones of the defense. They make all the secondary adjustments based on what the offense is showing them. They are the last line of defense and absolutely must be a shorthanded tackler in the open field, which may be the, 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 the toughest task of all. But, um, you know, I don't, I, I, I can't tell you why uh, the, the safety uh, has been undervalued and misrepresented uh, in the hall. But hopefully, you know, I can get in and other people like Brian Dawkins can get in or John Lynch or whatever. And, uh, and you know, we can, you know, change the, the course of, uh, of neglecting uh, safety in the Hall of Fame. Kenny, you became the definition of the strong safety during your time with the Seahawks, but I'm told it's a position you didn't want to play. You fancied yourself as a free safety. How much better a player would you have been had you played free instead of strong? Uh, <laughs> More freedom. Well, yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, that's, that's, that's hard to extrapolate. But I can tell you this. I had to learn how to play strong safety in the National Football League. But I knew how to play free safety. And, and so it was a big adjustment for me because – I had always viewed playing a football game from the free safety perspective, which is 10 to 12 yards off the ball. And because I had played free safety basically all my life, I started playing free safety when I was in rec league. And then I played free safety in junior high school. I played free safety in high school. Obviously, I played free safety at UCLA. So I knew how to play the position. There was nothing. Uh, there was nothing that I did not know from the free safety position uh, how to adjust and make plays from that position. That was Hall of Fame safety Kenny Easley. When we return, it's Doctor Data and our Valentine's gifts. This is the Talk of Fame Network. Talk of Fame Network is brought to you by MyCleanPC. If your computer runs slowly, just log on to MyCleanPC.com for a free diagnosis. And within minutes, you can download software that can clean up what may be slowing your computer down. That's MyCleanPC.com. We're also brought to you by Grasshopper, the entrepreneur's phone system. Turn your mobile phone into a business phone system with Grasshopper and get a local or toll-free number or just bring your own. To see how it works, just go to Grasshopper.com. This is Jason Taylor, and you're listening to the Talk of Fame Network. The U.S. economy has been getting stronger, and home values have been increasing. Hi, I'm Jay Farner, president of Quicken Loans. Many of our clients have been taking cash out of their homes, a strategy that might work for you. The smart move is for you to refinance your mortgage right now with Quicken Loans. The rate today on a 30-year fixed-rate mortgage is 4.18%, APR 4.35%. Call 800-QUICKEN or go to quickenloans.com. That's 800-QUICKEN. Call for cost information and conditions. Equal housing lender. Licensed in all 50 states. NMLSConsumerAccess.org number 3030. Geico presents a voicemail from your friend, Lightning. Hey, bud. Joe Powell Lightning. I was just hanging out in the old cloud of here. Thought I'd give you a call. <laughs> I hope you're still not sore about that time I uh, deep fried your big screen TV with that bolt. <laughs> yeah, I've been meaning to pay you back for that one. <laughs> for sure. Uh, a little short on cash at the moment, but uh, any day now. <laughs> yep. Well, anywho, talk later. Lightning won't pay for the damage it causes. Luckily, the GEICO Insurance Agency makes getting coverage a snap. Visit GEICO.com to see how affordable renter's insurance can be.
Remember when a small business needed a landline? Today, landlines are a thing of the past with Grasshopper, the entrepreneur's phone system. On the road, at the beach, or at home, Grasshopper helps you grow your business. Get all the features of a business phone system and the freedom of a cell phone with our iPhone and Android apps. Features include multiple extensions for your team, calls forwarded to your mobile phones, voicemails transcribed and emailed, and so much more. See how it works at grasshopper.com, the entrepreneur's phone system. Hi, Tom Bodette. Seems like everyone's got an idea for a startup. From innovations like laundry sharing to startups that help other startups start up. Well, rather than starting up, Motel 6 is starting fresh by renovating rooms nationwide, still for a great low price. It's a smart place to invest your capital every time you venture. Unlike my cat cologne startup, fail. I'm Tom Bodette, and we'll leave the light on for you. Book online at motel6.com. This is the Talk of Fame Network on SB Nation Radio. Here are your Hall of Fame voters, Ron Borges, Britt Gosselin, and Clark Judge. You play to win the game. Just a reminder, the Talk of Fame Network is brought to you by Grasshopper, the entrepreneur's phone system. Turn your mobile phone into a business phone system with Grasshopper. Get a local toll-free number. Just bring your own. See how it works? Go to grasshopper.com. We're also brought to you by Geico, where just 15 minutes can save you 15% or more on car insurance. For more details, go to geico.com. And you probably, probably should have gone 15 minutes ago. Hey, it's uh, Valentine's week. So how about some love for those UConn women's basketball players? Gosh, I know we're a football show, but we're also a Hall of Fame show. And winning 100 straight games is Hall of Fame worthy in any sport. And not sure what the equivalent would be in pro football, Goose. As I keep reminding people, you're Dr. Data, so you should have the answers. You're our answer man. But maybe something like, I don't know, maybe uh, Brett Favre's Ironman streak of 323 consecutive games. What do you think? You know, Favre played, but he didn't always play well during the streak. <laughs> you know, the, the UConn's women team not only has played, but they played well for 100 games in a row. That's what suppresses me. This is an absolute juggernaut that doesn't have off nights. Yeah, astounding. Uh, anyway, job well done. They play to win the games. They play to win the games. And they do win the game. Every game. Every game. You know, listen to this, guys. Here's an interesting stat since you brought it up, Clark. I heard this on the radio last night. Of those 100 games, they've won 46 by 40 points or more. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and I think two of them, only two of them, were by single digits. That's what I heard. Only two. Right. Yeah. Unbelievable. Anyway, a job well done by a Hall of Fame coach and a Hall of Fame program. As I said, it's Valentine's week, and I'm sure you guys were all over that at home, taking care of your wives. Uh, we don't have Renai game changers this week because, well, because we don't have any games anymore. But if you had to give a Renai Valentine to anyone or, let's say, to anything in pro football that made a change in your life, who, Goose, or what would it be? Well, I'll go with uh, new Indianapolis general manager, Chris Ballard, who didn't impact my life, but certainly has impacted the life of his defense going forward. This month, Ballard cut middle linebacker Dequell Jackson, who amassed 395 tackles in his three seasons with the Colts. Only three NFL players had more tackles over the last three seasons. This is a defense that struggled in recent, recent years, and now it must play without its best tackler. You got a bad defense, so let's get rid of the guy who makes the actual tackles. You want him around for <laughs> That's a good idea. Uh, my Renee uh, Valentine goes to uh, Texans coach Billy O'Brien, who five days before Super Bowl 51 did the near impossible. He helped me be right. Sat at his kitchen table as he told me that the key element to beating the Patriots and Tom Brady is, quote, you must possess the ball 
The more time he gets to see your defense in the second half, the likely it is he'll get you. I wrote it, and it changed me into being somebody who for once was right about Tom Brady and the pitch. <laughs> there you go. I thought you could say Herman Edwards because he told you, you play to win the game. Um, I'm sending mine to John Unitas. Um, not only did he give me some of my fondest childhood memories, Ron, sort of like the memories Tom Brady's giving your son, Jack. He is. But he also gave me an autographed football when I was a kid that I really cherish. I had the privilege of speaking to him decades later when I was covering the 49ers, and I will never, ever forget that conversation. J.U., you were the best. Gentlemen, the Super Bowl is over. The scouting combine is coming up in late February, and free agency is on tap for early March. But that doesn't mean the NFL is in a holding pattern. No, the shaping of rosters for 2017 has already begun. February has become the month of salary cap casualties. Veteran players cut to free up money and or starting positions. Chris Long, Jared Cook, and Antonio Cromartie were trimmed from rosters a year ago this month. Pro Bowl tackle Darnell Dockett, Michael Orr, Ted Ginn Jr., and A.J. Hawk all got whacked in February 2015. Four starting players have already been cut this February. As I mentioned earlier in this segment, the Colts released Dequell Jackson, arguably their best defensive player. The Giants cut running back Rashad Jennings and wide receiver Victor Cruz. Jennings led the Giants in rushing a year ago. The Eagles also cut cornerback Leotis McKelvin. All started at least 12 games last season and all were over the age of 30. Cruz at 30, Jennings and McKelvin at 31, and Jackson at 33. The NFL is a young man's game. Anyone the age of 30 who doesn't play quarterback is an, an, is an annual jeopardy of his roster spot. Now, I'm guessing all four of those players I've mentioned will be in the NFL again next season, but with different teams at a greatly reduced rate. That's the nature of the annual roster churn, and February is the month that churning begins. Well, that is the signal that, like some of those players Goose mentioned, we're almost out of time. So, Ronnie, let's get to the two-minute drill. Yes, sir. When ESPN analyst Lewis Riddick was a candidate for the 49ers general manager's job, he said it was the best in football. Now that John Lynch got the job, he says it's the worst in football. What happened? Simple. He didn't get the job. Reality check. One has been exposed to it by the hire, the other not. <laughs> was that <laughs> whistle? Yeah, a little quick whistle there. <laughs> the quick whistle. whistle. Big whistle, Bill Chadwick. Uh, speaking of the 49ers, in 2015, equipment manager Steve Urbanic was named the NFL's equipment manager of the year. Who knew? New coach Kyle Shanahan fired him this week. Is who hands out the jocks and socks the 49ers' biggest problem? It is when Jed York's that guy. <laughs> no, it's who's wearing the jocks and socks. Shanahan figures it's easier to fire one than 53. <laughs> what? Big With whistle, a quick whistle mind. on Dr. Dad. What are you? It's been at the rink too long. At least six Patriots are not going to the White House to celebrate Super Bowl 51 with Donald Trump. Should they? I'd like to punch him in the face, I'll tell you. <laughs> it's a free country. You know what, Ron? Plus, they may get some swag from Ivanka Trump's designer. If I were those six Patriots, I wouldn't do anything that might alienate Tom Brady. Why do we care who goes to the White House and who doesn't? We don't care. I mean, Melania doesn't even go to the White House. <laughs> we, would, we would only care if Tom Brady cares. Right about that. Should Falcons defensive coordinator Richard Smith have been fired after Atlanta blew a 25-point lead to the Patriots in Super Bowl 51? Nope. Kyle Shanahan should have. You know what, Ron? He was. He was sentenced to San Francisco. 
<laughs> you play the hand you're dealt. Smith was dealt the 25th best defense. Shanahan, the second best offense. Bill Belichick claimed the Patriots' motto was, no days off, no days off. Three days later, he was playing golf at Pebble Beach on Friday morning. What am I missing? Yeah, you must have misunderstood him, Ron. He said, go play golf. Go play <laughs> golf. <laughs> Maybe he was exploring a future training camp site. Do the Texans need a new quarterback, or will Brock Osweiler eventually rise to the occasion? Need a new quarterback. Hey, Goose, get Jerry Jones on the phone. Paging Tony Romo. Paging Tony Romo. The Chargers say they're in a fight for L.A. Who wins? USC. I'm putting my money on the Dodgers. Will the Raiders ever get to Las Vegas? Yep, with a charter bus. If there is a stadium to play in, they will. We'd like to thank Hall of Famers Kenny Easley and Terrell Davis and Hall of Fame voter Dan Pompey for joining us, Derek Burns for producing us, and you for listening to us. If you'd like to hear this or any podcast, just go to our website, talkoffamenetwork.com, or find us on iTunes or on your podcast app. Otherwise, tune into the station at this time next week. We'll be here, and we hope you will be too. This is Brian Billick, and you're listening to the Talk of Fame Network. As an entrepreneur, you're always on the go. So turn your mobile phone into a business phone system with Grasshopper, the entrepreneur's phone system. Make and receive business calls using our iPhone and Android apps. Get a new business number or keep your current one. Forward your calls to any phone and even get your voicemails transcribed. Join over 250,000 small businesses who stay connected with Grasshopper. See how it works at grasshopper.com, the entrepreneur's phone system. Hi, this is Lori Grenier. You've seen me on Shark Tank. Many entrepreneurs love the flexibility that comes with owning their own business. Cabbage offers a line of credit of up to $100,000 with the flexibility small businesses need. Apply online or from your phone. You will get a decision in minutes and can use any amount you need when you need it. Cabbage has provided over $2.5 billion in funding to 90,000 small businesses and is A-plus rated by the Better Business Bureau. Go to cabbage.com or call 888-CABBAGE. That's cabbage with a K. Daddy, where do babies come from? Uh, well, uh... Honey? Mommy went to the store. Oh, well, you see, um... Well, there's a mommy and a daddy, right? Right. And see, when they call Geico, uh, they could save a bunch of money on car insurance. Oh, really? And that makes them happy? Yes, that makes them very happy. That's good. Yeah. Well, I'm glad we could have this talk, sunshine. (laughs) Geico, because saving 15% or more on car insurance is always a great answer. Hi, Tom Bodette, trying out one of those standing desks. Now I have the pleasure of working without the nuisance of being comfortable. Not sure a standing desk is for me. I'm really more of a resting couch kind of guy. But there is one thing I can stand behind, and that's Motel 6 offering clean, comfortable rooms still for a great low price. Now, where did I put my sitting chair? I'm Tom Bodette, and we'll leave the light on for you. Book online at motel6.com.